I, I keep thinking your name's Erin McNaughty <laughs> because of your Instagram handle, but yeah. it's Erin McNaught. Erin McNaught, yeah. McNaught. Yep. Um, McNaughty was just a nickname that the press gave me um, in 2006 uh, after I did Miss Universe and um, was in, the, well, I was in the middle of the pageant. And Sly flex. Little, little <laughs> flex there. Little flex. Um, and uh, these, these pictures emerged, um, some topless photos that I'd done in like, I don't know, when I first started modeling, like all, all girls, girls do it pretty much. Like, do they? I don't know. <laughs> do they? Jamie, I Jamie, mean, bring those up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a lot, a, lot of, a lot of models kind of get coerced into doing it. Like not coerced, that sounds bad. Um, I love the pictures, I still do. But so these, these pictures have come up and, um, and the, the pageant promoters were all up in arms and they're like, oh my gosh, go get kicked out of the pageant. And Donald Trump, and you're going to have to do the impression for me because I can't do it. So he's basically said like, Oh no! Like I think pictures are fabulous. You remind me of my wife. She should be allowed to say it. So how old that. were you when he said this to you? <laughs> um, That's pretty mad. Donald Trump said that to you. Yeah, it was two. It was two thousand six. So uh, I was twenty four. Okay. Um, and so when did you start modelling then? Um, we've got, we've got a lot to unravel here. Nineteen, yeah, know, 19 or twenty. Nineteen or twenty, I think. And then like properly when I was about twenty one. Then I got scouted to. Well, I got asked to to go in Miss Australia, and I was like, no, not not my thing. And then. Um, got convinced to do it. They were like, yo, you can win some prizes, whatever. I was like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever. Um, and then I won Miss Australia, and then three weeks later, I was in LA for Miss Universe, and I was just like, what? Let's bring it back. So the yeah. press called me McNaughty because of the pictures. Oh, um, they were like, okay. like, Aaron McNaughty, uh, McNaughty, you're nice, whatever. I don't know, I can't even remember. And then, yeah, it stuck. I'd be interested to know. So, uh, Miss Australia, fantastic, incredible accolade. How, like, let's rewind even from there. Would your parents be influential? It, how does uh, a child or someone's daughter end up being in that kind of limelight? Would you, would your parents be in the position where they go, wow, we have a beautiful daughter, you know, would you be interested in going to Because I've only seen, like, in America, the people, like... Uh, the, the pageant, oh yeah, pageant moms. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or was it just the fact that you kind of get introduced into modeling and then... It, for me, personally, it was um, because I was painfully insecure and shy um my mum wanted to and also a massive tomboy I was like mountain biker and got two brothers and wrestled and always dirty and just and she was like Erin you like you need to learn how to be a lady and I was like nah fuck that like I'm good um and so she put me into deportment classes which is like where you learn how to walk and talk like Shut a lady up. yeah yeah that, yeah. that still exists well I I yeah but back, back then it did that was like that would have been about 2002 maybe what, what did what did your parents do um, like work wise. As in, were you like, were you like a city girl? Were you like a oh, country no, girl? No, no, like we we grew up in um like suburbia, like proper, okay. you know, like tree climbing. Like I'd disappear on a weekend with my friend when I was like six years old at eight o'clock in the morning and not come back until five o'clock at night. Would be swinging off vines into the Brisbane River and like generally just like almost dying on a daily basis. <laughs> like, That's cool. like she, she threw me, I, I jumped on her horse once like bareback and she just slapped it on the rump and I just like sent me across the field and I just went flying. Like, you know, it's like, it's pretty, the Australian was, dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's surprising that I didn't um, kind of break my neck or die. But um, so that was that. My dad's a forester. My mum was like, you know, just raising us. When, so. when I have a kid one, I'm <laughs> definitely going to be like that, man. Because I feel like nowadays everyone's so careful yeah, with their kids. Yeah, but, but as soon as you have kids, you can't help it. You just like, yeah, you just, okay. like, don't do that, do that. You're going to crack your head open. And then you hear yourself and like, oh my God. like it's. You understand now why yeah. your parents would have Yeah, but, but see, back yeah. then there was no, 
there was no phones, there was no phone cameras. Like yeah. you, you just disappear, and your parents wouldn't even know what you got up to half the time. And so it was quite innocent. Like there was no pressure to be anything other than what you were, and you like, and, and the age that you are as well. Like you weren't like comparing, going, "Oh, this kid's swinging off a way bigger tree than me." Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Mum, dad, just, why they got such a big lake? And you just make yeah. your own fun. Like we used to, like you know, build cubby houses out of sticks, and I don't know. It, it doesn't really seem to be that. That's so true. Common anymore. Now we're just comparing ourselves every time. But like even if you don't want to, like you just accidentally you see something on socials and you wonder, wh- even if it's like, why didn't I get that many likes, or why can't I have this and that? Yeah, see, Whereas before, we probably like perfect generation where like you had your fun as a child, and then social media and everything came in where it didn't affect, it wouldn't affect you as much. Whereas yeah. kids now, oh, everyone's man. like iPads, iPhones, TikTok, this and that. It's like. They can't. They're not as creative as we probably were when we didn't have those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's not imaginative. Um, you know, you can still be creative with social media and and TikTok and all those things, but it's not. It's it's not using your imagination so much. You know, like when you're like I I read something somewhere recently about kids nowadays are not ever bored, and it's really important developmentally to be bored so that you are able to. Um, you know, use your your creativity skills and your complex reasoning skills to to find something to do. You know, I think also from a creativity standpoint, I mean, one thing I was going to interject there was when I was at college, I loved my college and it wasn't a great college because that's all my world was. And I would watch films which would be in like the atmosphere of what went on in the world, but you wouldn't be comparing yourself to other 18, 19 year olds. You wouldn't be going, oh, why is this guy on YouTube got a Lamborghini? (laughs) And my mum's picking me up in in a... like a Prius or whatever it is, you know, like shooting uh, micro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Nissan Micro, and you know, even looking at your first car nowadays, must be like, oh, mum. My first car was a Fiat Pinto. Don't know if they even exist in Australia, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, you you would look to something else, and it's interesting what you say about um, kind of creativity. I can't remember what his name was, but uh, yeah, I should. He was in my book, but um, <laughs> there, uh, there was a famous inventor and. Uh, he would fall asleep on the sofa holding a spoon over a glass and just p- as he fell asleep he'd let go of the spoon it'd wake him up and that's where he came up with his most creative ideas no way so he'd put himself into positions where he would clear his mind to come up with things and ideas and whatever it was but like you say I, I'm concerned about a world where you know everyone's so pro meditation but I think they're actually like pro stillness and again stillness comes with you know it's under a guise of meditation but really sometimes I, I personally do it in the shower. I take a shower and I don't need it to have ideas where I'm not thinking about something. Mm. When I'm stood under warm water, I'll go, do you know what? I'm going to do a remake of this video I did two years ago that did really well. But Better. It, yeah, and, mm. and do it better. But our minds are so active and it's concerning where we get our phones out. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, TikTok, I haven't been on there in a while. Oh, how about this? Where, how did my reels do from the other day? Yeah. And I can imagine kids these days not having the outlet of being bored of being like, oh, I'm going to go knock on for a neighbor or whatever. Yeah. Is that, why, is that why you shower six times a day? This guy, oh my God, <laughs> this guy showers like six times a day. It annoys me so much. We're going for a swim in the ocean. And he, he has before. a shower no. before. And I'm really? like, what is the point? Why? You're wasting water. It's, it's that, that is a waste of water. All right, envir- environmentalist, thank you, Scott. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. And actually to save water, I brush my teeth in the shower. Yeah, but technically oh, that's what? not saving. No, that's not saving water because you. you're you're using more water than you would norm use to brush your teeth. Yeah, but Darren leaves the tap on when he leaves the room. When no, he no, his now, teeth. You're, now you're making <laughs> things up. Now you're making now when things up. No, I'm see, it's funny because Elliot's like like you. Um, he he showers probably three times a day. For me, um, and I'm like 
I'll, I'll get all my shit done and shower at the end of the day because I'm just like, I'm just going to get sweaty and dirty again. It's Brisbane. Same. It's gross. I'm like, I'm going to get sweaty all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's the Unless point? Unless I'm though? like meeting someone, I'm like, yeah. you know, they're going to the smell is, me. Duran's always got bed hair, <laughs> so you can't tell. So I take the piss out of my hair. <laughs> when, I, when I wake up, I have a routine. I wake up, I make my bed. No matter how hungover I am, I make my bed. I can't go I to thought, the I thought you weren't drinking right now. Even if I'm hungover. <laughs> Not at the moment. But so I make my bed no matter what state I'm in. Even yeah. if I wake up and I've wet the bed, I'll still make it. No, I'm joking. I clean the sheets. <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Uh, a few months. Really? Yeah, Only twice, twice in my adult life. Oh. And the last time was in the next girlfriend's bed. She was a girlfriend at the time. <laughs> any of you that feel bad and she got a new mattress out of it an expensive one so you're oh, welcome oh and then you still broke up <laughs> yeah it's her fault as well <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, but when I wake up I have that routine so I'm like make my bed go to the bathroom toothpaste on my toothbrush get in the shower go so for someone when they say to me oh just let's just go to the sea I'm like you're, you're pretty much asking me to leave my house without making my bed there's a routine I stick to it it's a routine thing for you yeah that's all it is yeah, yeah. it's a routine thing for you um, and you know I do my bit for the environment I don't drive a car I've got no kids so, yeah, yeah man, no plastic toys. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> little oxygen gobblers, little kids. Um, so moving on, moving on from there, where we were, you're a bit of a tomboy. You're a child that's, you know, breaking all kinds of health and safety uh, rules by getting on a horse without a helmet oh, on. We used to eat the horse food. Yeah, <laughs> I used to eat dog biscuits. <laughs> what? Dog biscuits, all right, mate? Well, because they, they, so they, you mix like, like hay bran chaff like oats and molasses. I'm like, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Never eaten a dog biscuit. I ate. <laughs> no, we found a key to fat loss, mate. Model diet. That's where it is there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I mean, like we, we, we wouldn't eat the hay, obviously, because it's like big, long, stringy bits of grass. Yeah. But like everything else is like what you essentially Edible. eat in, it's like a cereal. So my mum used to kick off uh, when I was at home. I was just sneaking to the pantry as a kid. The dog biscuits do anything I could reach. So my mum would like kill me. So last summer... <laughs> I'm back at uh, the one the summer before COVID, not last summer. I'm at home and I ate a dog biscuit in front of my mum, 29 years old, to wind her up. She slapped me. She's like, "What are you doing, you pillock?" How was, like how big are we talking? Like not, not massive ones, just like just little like ones. Little, okay, yeah. And I, as I was chewing it, I was saying it's like a nostalgic taste. Yeah. And I was like, it reminds me of being four or five years old. And my mum didn't find it funny. My sister. Are they quite salty? Because I used to eat cat biscuits. I've never had a dog. <laughs> I can't remember if it was salty. <laughs> it just tasted like being a kid. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> normal. I don't eat. I don't eat dog food or cat food. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> oh God. You haven't lived. Not yet. You lived. What's? Um, can you tell me about the process of being like? If I wanted to be a model today. Oh God. I mean, this this is a bit of a can of worms because I that there's there's kind of two distinct sides to the modelling industry now, which is, you know, the inclusive, diverse side um, where there's people of all shapes and sizes and colours and ethnicities and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's great. But there's still and always probably will be the couture side, which is the ridiculously thin girls. Okay. Um, and I, you know, in my early years definitely felt that I had to be that size. Yeah. Um, and, you know, genetically I am naturally quite slim, but I'm also quite muscular. and. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter how little I ate or whatever, I would never be thin enough for that industry. Um, I learned quite early on that I was more of a commercial model, which is, you know, slightly... You weren't thin enough for that? No. Really? No, for the couture, no. Like, th these girls are like 5'11", you know, um, 45 kilos. It's are like, we talking like a Kate Moss kind of... It, yeah, yeah, but Kate Moss was one of the first models 
that was a runway model who was below like five nine. Like they generally they won't even take you if you're f- if you're not five ten. Um, and yeah, and like thin, like um, it, it's, it's so th- it's so that the, you don't you're not looking at the body body or the way the the clothes are being distorted by the body. You're okay. looking at the clothes just literally hanging off okay. of the body. So it's. I mean, that's whether that is starting to change or not. I'm not really sure. I don't really keep up with it so much anymore. Okay. Um, I like to focus more on the positives that are coming out of of the diversity in in the industry now. And um, there is still the pressure to be um, somewhat of a certain size, but yeah. that that's not dictated by clients. Like. Um, you know, like I, I don't mi- lose out on jobs because I'm not skinny enough anymore. Whereas that used to be the case. It's more um, the pressure that society is still putting on us, you know, through Instagram and, and social yeah. media and stuff. Um, you're kind of like, oh, she's lost weight or, and, and you have to just reset and go, no, that like, again, the comparison, like if yeah. we didn't have that comparison, I don't think it would be as much of an issue. Having said that, um, since having kids, I'm a lot more, balance with it all I just want to have the energy to look after them I want to be fit and healthy and you know be a young grandma when they have their own kids yeah. and be able to run after them and all that sort of stuff so it's more you about look great after having it. kids you must have bounced back <laughs> like that I, I did the work though when I was pregnant yeah. like a lot of women are, are scared to work out during yeah. pregnancy or they they don't know how far they can push themselves or they kind of just you know, and and this is their own personal choice. They kind of go, nah, stuff it. I'm just going to sit on my bum and do nothing. Do you think they find it as an excuse to do that? Some, do some women do, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some women just use it as an excuse to not do anything. And I saw it as the complete opposite. I actually um, did a lot of research into um, hip training during pregnancy because I was like, because I've always loved doing hip. I just love that I can do a short, sh- sharp, fast workout in 15, 20 minutes and then buzzing for the day. You know, it's it's good. Like, I just love agility and stuff. I love jumping and, you know, that it's, I find it fun. We're going to convert um, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I'm convert- yeah, I am. I'm converted already. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was like, shit, am I actually going to be, um, am I hurting my unborn baby by doing all this stuff? And the more research I did, the more, there wasn't a lot because it's unethical to, you know, get a woman to train to an intensity that may, that they don't know what it's doing Risk, to the baby. Yeah. But what they have found um and a lot of the studies were in rats initially, um, babies that were born to mothers who did high-intensity um, training while pregnant uh, were born with more developed neural pathways in the brain. So essentially the babies are being born smarter. Um, they're protected um, cardio, from cardiovascular disease. Um, they're protected from cancers up to the age of about six. It, gives, it provides some level of protection to the child until about age six, okay. which would, is Would you say nuts. it made would, giving birth easier for you? Did you feel um, stronger? Because I remember one of my clients, I did a lot of strength training with her. When she gave birth, she was like, it was so smooth. And yeah, I mean, it still still hurts. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fine. <laughs> um, bit, yeah, like I, I did it. I did it. And this was just me personally. You know, yeah. I'm not saying this is how you should do it or whatever. But yeah. I did it with, with no drugs, like no gas, nothing. Okay. Um, both natural births. And I do feel that a lot of it is body strength. And a lot of it is probably determination as well. Like, I am a very determined person. I was like, I'm going to get this baby out of me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even, I'm not going to lie, this is probably bad, but I don't even know the process. Like, what's the drugs? I, oh, like, you can see, you can, t- yeah, can have an epidural, which is where you, like, get a needle in the spine and it numbs you from the waist down. You don't feel a thing. So you're still having the contractions, but you can't feel it. So the doctor's there watching. And then it's like, okay, push. And you kind of, I guess, I don't know. 
You went so um, you went El Natural. Yeah, didn't, and then gas is just like happy gas, like nitrous oxide or whatever. But it's like a balloon. Yeah. Is it? Oh. Yeah. So if you have so too I much, it, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that because it made me feel disconnected from what I was actually doing. The it, natural thing that yeah. was happening, right? Yeah. My nan did that with eleven kids, mother, in a village, in a field. Wow. See, that's that's <laughs> the thing, though. Like, it's it's a normal thing, and yet society has medicalized it and turned it into a, a almost like a procedure. It's making like, people softer, isn't it? I yeah. Oh, bad. Do you know what's making people Like the number, softer. the number of people I know who just have vol- like what are they called voluntary cesareans i'm like yeah do you not even want to try like and 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 a lot of it is aesthetics they're too scared that their bits are going to look different afterwards i'm like mm, i look exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you it's yeah it's uh, mental yeah. that it can but it does yeah. i think it's so. one of those things where um you know it i can't remember the, the phrase exactly exactly but exactly what you said there during like people now it's like oh you're going to experience pain will numb you and it's the same yeah. in kind of the medical tool pack. No, uh, <laughs> when you're in like a, oh. a medical set now, where people they say people are expressing, uh, you know, oh, I'm really upset by something. I have some antidepressants, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's right. a quick fix. Everything in society now is quick fix. And if yeah. you if you um, get a boat and put it in shallow waters, it's going to bowl right over whenever a storm comes. I remember seeing that. If you anchor a ship in shallow waters, so pretty much the saying is saying that. You know, if if you don't let anyone experience pain, when something does come along, they're rocked. And I feel that life at the moment, in even COVID without COVID, people now have it so fucking good that a breakup can put them on the edge with a partner. Mm. Where yeah. they literally put everything in their life into a basket. And I've not been the breakup that fucking sucks. But like, when when you put everything, that's like the only pain you felt in your life. Suddenly people are like, oh my God, I'm crippled by this. You're like, yeah, it's because you've had life incredibly easy. Yeah. And um yeah, it is the epidural as well. It can go wrong because it's quite a risque. Yeah, it's going into your spinal column. Like it's, it, they put a needle into your spinal cord. Um, yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> I could rant about this for for, <laughs> for Were you hours. When, um, like not not about the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, epidural thing. Just about yeah, how soft society is getting. Like yeah. Wait, wait, so when you had kids with men like L, were you worried that the modelling career might kind of finish after this was there any fear of that or did it even did you hesitate to go uh, you know what maybe not have kids now for that reason or were you just like not really I mean my situation was I was living in London with Elle and I'd basically given up everything like my entire career in Australia to be with him in London but it was it was something that I was happy to do because I'd been doing the same thing for like you know 10 years or something um and it did feel a bit worthless like not worthless but just I I just never felt like I was really challenged yeah Yeah. I was like I was a tv host it's like you're just you know literally reading words on a screen um like there, there were some things I did that were really fun I did like a bit of charity work as well which is always you know that is quite fulfilling yeah um but overall I was just like I just I was there were, there were paps outside my house. I was living in Bondo Beach, and really, yeah, there was just like a couple that would hang out with their long lens and just get you looking west for wear, or try and get you topless at the beach, or try and get you know a, a nip slip. Like they're they're just always watching, and and I just really I got actually started to get quite. I mean, I wouldn't say I developed anxiety because I'm not one of those people, but I, I did start to... <laughs> <laughs> I know the yeah, people you'll be spending about as well. If you spend enough I time in Bondi, that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, like, I'm just, I'm so anxious today. I just, like, I oh just don't God, know what to so do. Oh, my God, that's so accurate. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, just, like, I, I just feel like people are not 
able to get over things so much anymore. I want to know <laughs> so your opinion on this. I've seen in Australia, I've, I've seen it in the UK as well, but I've seen it here more as well. My ex was a teacher, right? And every time something would happen with a kid, yeah, doctor said he's got anxiety. I'm like, what? Why are, Why is there so many kids with anxiety? Do they even know what it is? Like, why are so many kids going to the doctor? Like, this is what I'm saying. So in my head, I'm thinking like, do you think by telling someone that, oh, you might be anxious, it makes them feel and start developing yeah. anxiety? Well, or no, do you it think gives it gives them it gives them um, something to hold on to. Yeah, that makes them. It's it's a it's a vicious cycle because if you're told that you might have something, then you hold on to that because it gives you a reason. So therefore you feel validated, yeah. but then also it, it continues to grow. Okay. And because you, you've, you've had that seed planted. I, I mean, I believe that. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Once you're labeled with something, you then yeah. make it a part of your identity. You're like, yeah. I am an anxious person. Yeah. yeah. Or like even a kid that, you know, if, if you, if you call a kid a bad kid, Oh, like he's so bad or he's so naughty. Like he's a naughty kid. He goes, okay, I'm the naughty kid. I'm going to be naughty then. It's true, like like the, you're actually told as a parent, I, or you, I, like I've read things that say don't ever label your kid because they'll yeah, they'll feed I, off that. That's why people in this say I'm sexy, you know, then I act. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I've, uh, I don't think we're very good at what we do. We just keep saying we are, <laughs> <laughs> and it just naturally develops. Did them? Um, so you're you're obviously a much better guest than having Elliot on. <laughs> Thank you for that. So we've got we've got the Miss Australia. Mm. How was that? Um, to to objectively be the hottest chick in Australia. That's pretty cool. Oh man, like, like it, did you tweet about it? Were you like, sorry about that? I was. It, it just it it just came out of nowhere. Honestly, I was just, I was I was honestly just in it to to win some prizes. Like, I was I was like, because I was I was a poor uni student when I did it. I was like, yeah, cool, could get some cash or yeah. something. I don't know. Um, and then it was cool, like it's still it's still stroking the ego you know like i'm not gonna pretend like i did it for no reason at no, all no, no, like it makes you a fucking legend yeah <laughs> and and my second question is is there a mr australia i don't know maybe because you know I from a standpoint of equality you know <laughs> you know we've, we've got a lot of debates going on in the world you know <laughs> right now yeah uh you know pay gaps between genders where's my mr australia and if there isn't i could be the only person that enters it no, well, well see, that, that's kind of why I won back then because there was only like six, six girls from each state <laughs> no, that I'm got not, in it. <laughs> not letting you have that. Six girls from each state. That's no, still well, because they they need to be meet certain criteria and whatever. I don't so know. they just picked you. Were like, wait, you Miss Australia, or well, were you like, was it you were doing modelling gigs? And so they were like, yeah, I was modelling, and then I got asked to do the Queensland um, final, and yeah, won that, and then went to Melbourne for the Australian final. So then, and is it judged uh, by a uh, spectrum on the, by, by women, by men, by both? Yeah, by both. Um, so there's like modeling agents, there's, um, you know, fashion designers, there's, it, yeah, they're just sort of fashion-y people, I guess, um, men and women. And it's, it's you do um, like your sort of casual number and then you do your swimwear and then you do your evening wear. Did, so, oh, go on. I just, I really want to know this, sorry. Did you, did you have to do the classic... I want world, world peace. peace. Man, you know what? <laughs> Did you? I smashed my question. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? What was the question? Um, Everyone knows. Uh, do you think... Oh, I, I haven't even thought. I remember my answer, but... What was your answer? We'll the, figure the question on, on, out on, the, the question. The question was <laughs> something about water restrictions or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, shit. What was it? Um, Just want equal access to tap water. 
Oh, no. You must have really meant it. Oh, God, no. It was Australians. There's something about the Australian swimmers or... Wait, I, I'm gonna, we're going to have to come it'll, back to it'll this It will come one. back. It will yeah. come back. So, so then, next minute, you're in LA, not just Miss Earth, Miss Universe, you know? Oh, no, I wasn't Miss Universe. I didn't win. No, no, but you went to it. Yeah, I went to it, yeah. Which is enough of a yeah, was good, yeah. I mean, you know, You know, it's crazy, though, little little inside info. Um, out of 82 girls, I was the fifth shortest, and I'm five foot nine. Whoa. The average size, the average height of the girls, I was six foot one. That's so, true. So, the, I, I remember Miss Ghana. I think was six foot three. There was a couple of six foot threes. Miss um, Namibia was six foot three. Um, yeah, so I'm just there going, I've never felt so short in my life. It was mental. I have an inability, especially when drinking, to not say anything when a girl is more than six two. I have to, like they stand oh. next to me at the bar and like, I don't just go, you're tall. But like when I've been oh, drinking. you can't. No, no, I just, I just want to talk to them. I'm like, hey, how you going? You having a good night? Yeah, cool. Just play netball. <laughs> like I just, I just want to start a conversation yeah. because swimmer. there's there's something called the swimmer's body illusion where people think swimmers look the way they do because they swim, but yeah. they don't. They swim because of the way they look. And when you put a hundred kids in the pool, the ones that have the bodies that are best for swimming stay in swimming. Yeah. Same with rugby. So when your uh, boys grow up, when they start playing rugby, if they have a physique for rugby, they will stay in that sport. Because when they run into people, they go down, and you whittle people out of different yeah. sports. Yeah. So they say you don't speak, you don't pick your sport. Your sport picks you. So then. You don't say, uh, you know, people, basketball players are notoriously tall, same with netball, but it's because they're tall they play that sport. They yeah. excel, and excelling in something makes it more favourable <coughs> to them. Yeah. But when a girl's over 6'2", I'm like, I, I can't not, I'm just there, I just want to know about so them. So are yeah. you surprised if they don't play netball or basketball? No, no, I just want to <laughs> get to know them. I'm yeah. like, you're, you're blessed with a skill that would make you excel in this avenue. Therefore, I just, I just want to know something about you. And, you and know, how many times do you get like just cut off before you've even had a chance to prove that you're nice? No, no, because I usually <laughs> go, I, I bet, I bet you get this a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and they laugh, and I'm like, I'm not going to ask. We did at the airport that time. Remember, I was like, I swimmer, netball player, and then she sat next to us on the plane. No yeah. way. Yeah. So Darren and I were there. We were like, definitely swimmer, definitely swimmer. She was quite tall at the time. Uh, at the time, she's at the time, yeah. <laughs> at, the time. Uh, at the time, we spotted her, and then uh, we were like, swimmer, swimmer, and she's coming on the plane. And I was, I nudge him. I'm like, Darren. Swimmer, and she comes and she sits next to Darren, and I sit forward. I'm like, swimmer. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I swim. And then she goes, I bought your book, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Amazing. What was her name? Uh. Anyway, so next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, was she, is she a, f a famous swimmer? Or? She, no, no, she was. She's. She's, she's actually a soldier. Yeah, she's. In, I think she's in the she's navy, in the navy really? or the air force. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, she's a cool yeah. girl. Cool. And we chatted cool. to her like the whole way to yeah, uh, cool. Brisbane. I think it was. Yeah. It was Brisbane. Uh, I feel so like I missed my calling as far as like I would I would have loved to have been in the military. You so seem I, I realize very now. like and mountain biking. What was that about? Oh yeah. I need to know yeah. about that. So you said your sport picks you. I don't know how mountain biking picks you, but being bogan. Yeah, you got me on that one. Um, <laughs> massive bogan. We, we, we had a we had a Commodore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Holden Commodore. It's yeah, like no a bogan, worries, mate. Bogan Go car. to the RSL for a schooner. You know, oh, I, yeah. no, you're gonna say, um, <laughs> go down the Yari, <laughs> go down the Yari for a cannery and a skewy. <laughs> oh my days, that is so Aussie, bro. Yeah, so that's that, that's that's a counter meal and a schooner, a cannery oh, and a skewy. Oh, so like a yeah. so it's a dish. Isn't counter it? meal is like you, you know chicken schnitzel and chips. Too right, shitty right. and chips. I hey, mate, gonna, gonna get a custom exhaust on that Commodore. Yeah. What can? <laughs> Oh, sick tint, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, mountain biking. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, my dad was always into cycling. He used to, and that's how him and my mum like fell in love um, in Canberra. And uh, I, he he just kind of always rode his bike. Like he used to ride on the velodrome and stuff, like just for fun. Um, he used to race occasionally, I think. And then my oldest brother, we've got two older brothers. The oldest one decided he was going to take it up as well. So they bought him a bike. And then um, I'm not sure how we got into mountain biking, but my both my brothers and my dad ended up starting racing, like just around all around Queensland, like driving, you know, from Brisbane up to Rockhampton, Bundaberg, like so, you know, each weekend. Yeah. My mum and I were just like, stuff this, we're not gonna just like sit around and watch them. So my dad bought us a bike to share and then we both sort of were into it and then so he bought me another bike and then we all five of us used to go and race mountain bikes in our respective categories. So I was in like under sixteen or whatever. My parents were in veteran at the time. Um, my other brothers were in it and we used to all win, like all of us. That's but, so cool. But mostly because cool. there were hardly any women back in the sport, like okay. in the sport back then. So um, I ended up being Australian champion in 96. <laughs> Sly flex. Yeah, Sly, Sly flex. flex. I love her. Uh, so we used to do cross country, downhill, trials, uphill, like the whole lot. Another championship there, boy. What title do we have, Smith? Well, you got best selling author. I haven't got anything yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for well, you're, you're, like, you're best mate. Best man. Yeah. Best man. Try it. Aim high. Aim high. What you should do is what I did when I was younger and just make up titles. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, yeah, Maidenhead Rugby Club's best looking forward 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and people are like, do you actually get that? Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then let's let's rewind a bit. So Miss Universe, even just appearing on that, even albeit vertically challenged for, that's obviously why you didn't win. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. it was a height thing, heightest bastards. <laughs> um, and then you went, was it David Letterman? Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, the, so we're in LA for three weeks. Um, the pageant is on the final night. Um, in that three weeks, you, you go into sort of charity events, you go into dinner parties. We went to a, um, a party at the, at the Playboy Mansion, which is oh. cool. Um, Did you meet the man? No, no, he wasn't there. Like he just rents it out for parties and that. Oh. But um, Chris, what's his name? Chris Judd? Is that, is that J-Lo's ex-boyfriend, Chris Judd? I would not be well-informed about I don't know. Jamie, bring up. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Judd just like, was just going around just asking girls for numbers. Like, he's like, can I have your number? And then I saw him with another girl. Like, can I have your number? I was like, well, why, why not, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's, yeah, the lead up to the pageant. And then about three days before the pageant, um, I got called, called in to see some people and they're like, oh, Donald Trump, Donald, sorry, or Mr. Trump, or whatever they called him, I don't know. Donald, um, just casual. To, yeah, so Donald, hey Don, Donald, hey Don. do you want a drink? So, so Don said that uh, <laughs> he wants to fly a couple of you to New York to go on the David Letterman show. Well, the Letterman show um, with David Letterman. I was like, cool. And they're like, yeah, you're on the red-eye flight tomorrow. So we flew to New York It was for the day, went on the Letterman show. It was basically just me and three other of the girls got chosen. I think it was me, Miss Puerto Rico, Miss Colombia, and Miss Finland. Um, we never f- found out anyone's real names, by the way. It's just, oi, Finland, come here. No way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bahamas. Bahamas was so funny. She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's, yeah, she's crack up. Um, Did so they fly like, was he like, all right, get the girls on my jet? No. Or was it? Or God, was it like no, no. We were like, yeah, just economy. Okay, yeah. Like American Airlines or something. Disgusting. Yeah. But Miss Puerto Rico was just like, like, as we're coming into land, she's just jumped up and started, like, running down the hall. And they're like, please, miss, sit down. She's just, like, never what? been on a plane before. She didn't realize you had to be seated for 
I mean, she's obviously she'd been on the plane <laughs> to LA, but like she didn't realize you had to be seated <laughs> for learning. No way, and she's that's like, so funny. Like she didn't speak a word of English. She knew like hello and thank you, I and mean, she'd just like nod and smile at you. Oh. She ended up winning, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, so we go on the Letterman show. Um, Mr. Trump basically walked on with his arms around us, like paraded us, and then uh, Letterman kissed each of our hands. And as he kissed my hand, he said, um, "Oh, I, I hear you've no, sorry, kissed my hand." And then we've all walked off, and then. Mr. Trump has sat down and just he's like, him, oh, I just hear. Just call him Donald. Don, Don, Don sat down and um, and David Letterman's like, oh, I hear there's some controversy with with Miss Australia, with with, with Aaron, Aaron McNaught. They're calling her McNaughty in the press. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump was like, yeah, you know, she she did some photos, but I, I, I didn't mind. I think they're, they're quite tasteful. I think they're quite nice. And, you know. I don't and mind. I think they're the best photos I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Any photo that I've seen has got the best. Yeah, so, and then we flew back um, on the red eye again from New York and then had to do the pageant the next day. But, but I had basically already been pulled aside and told that I wouldn't win because I couldn't, they couldn't afford to bring the pageant into, into disrepute. So I'd been told that about two weeks prior. What so I knew I wasn't going to win. What do you mean into disrepute? Uh, like they can't really, like they were happy to let me continue on in the, in the competition, but they weren't, they basically told me they weren't going to place me. Um, so I was actually the... Uh, the odds like best odds favorite to win it was like eight to one or something to win and then didn't, really? didn't even make top 20 because of the of the titty titty photos oh titty shut pics. up yeah yeah yeah, no way. yeah so it, it was anyway. it was the um it was the shortest odds favorite in history eight to one they're normally about 10 to one because it's 80 girls or whatever so i was like yeah i'll take that it's not bad. Still, <laughs> I almost won. Did that, did that open like a lot of doors for you then? Yeah, like, yeah, like, absolutely. Were you getting offers left, right, centre for everything? Well, when I came back, I, w- I was sort of playing up on the notorious bit. Like I was like, well, if I'm going to be notorious, I may as well like own it. And so that's when I did the McNaughty thing on Instagram and was sort of a bit cheeky about it. And um, I was living on the Gold Coast at the time, so decided to just pack up and move to Sydney because that's where you know all the work's at. And um, yeah, I got a job hosting a a gaming show called Cybershack, which is where I got to do the real life version of all the games that were being released. So for Call of Duty, I, you know, had to, I jumped out of a plane, like skydived out of a plane and landed in enemy territory and had to like find my way back. Like, what? Yeah, it's like kind of, but on a budget. Like it okay. sounds really cool, but it's like really cheesy and, okay. but fun, yeah, okay. really fun. So for that show, I jumped out of a plane, I jumped off the, like bungee jumped off the Macau Tower, um, like, rode dirt bikes I, I crashed a wwe wrestling match once like in my own homemade wrestling outfit and no they were just like where was that um in sydney there was wwe in yeah sydney. yeah like yeah that tours around and and so so we did everything without getting approval first because we didn't have the budget for it so, so it was like a tiny it. little show yeah it was on at like 11 p.m on a monday night or something and so we said they're like okay go go and i just like ran into the ring and it was like and then ran out again no way, that is sick. That's amazing. That is yeah. sick. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I, I and then you presented so for MTV. Yeah, yeah. Then I got a job presenting for MTV and I d- was with them for about three years, I think, okay. um, to replace Ruby Rose, who was going off to LA to do her acting. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. She's like, she's in John Wick and... Um, oh. The, the, um, Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Short, short black hair. Yeah, yeah, short black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She DJs she was, as well. Yes. She, yeah, she, she was, was also in that Netflix series, right? Yeah, I think she's you know the prison one. Orange. Oh yes, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that one. She was in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll know when I show you. 
Jamie. Bring Jamie, up. bring up. Yeah, <laughs> Do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? No. He's got yeah. like a, one of his co-producers is called Jamie, and whenever they're talking about something, he he's gets there. it up. He's like just up. the guy moves, he, he works in like magic, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy." Boom. Oh, Boom. there he is. Quick work, Jamie. So uh, whenever I say that, I'm referring to that. Yeah, we we okay. haven't quite got the budget for that yet. We haven't even got a studio. Yeah, I mean, you could year. just have a laptop in front of you and do it. Okay. I could do it here, but I'm scared about the recording. We know how I get around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so everything's going so right for you in life. You're doing fantastic. And then you meet Elliot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, thorn in my side. Um, talk, no. us through, talk us through that. It was, it was interesting. Um, I was hosting a, well, co-hosting a radio show that was also filmed for MTV. So it was like live radio and then filmed and shown later. Um, and um, I'd, I'd in, we, we'd interviewed so many big names. Like I think the week before we'd done Tiny Temper and, um, you know, Good Charlotte, Jason Derulo, um, Steve Carell had come in, Steve-O <laughs> come in. Um, it was a, like a real broad range of people. And the Americans were always very difficult to interview because – they're, they've got their publicist and they're like, don't ask about this, don't ask about this, don't even go there, like, about the scandal. And what, you'd be like, okay, so what, what can we talk about? Just talk about the album, okay? And it's like, so tell us about the album. What was your inspiration? Like, it's so boring. Dry, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Remember that in London, that? So was dry, it, but Yeah. So dry. <laughs> the guy pack, packing my, my um, groceries at Waitrose, and it's like, oi, fam, that's dry out there today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like... <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, but yeah, um, so Elliot's walked in and he didn't have a, um, he, he was with his manager, that's it. He didn't have a, an entourage, nothing. Yeah. And he sat down and sort of put his feet up and he was like, hey. And I was like, hi. He's like, so what are you talking about today? And I was like, I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> and it was kind of this, and there was this weird chemistry from the moment he sort of sat down and we're both like super awkward. Like you can, you, like I can't picture Elliot ever being awkward, but he actually was a bit like, and he was trying to be extra funny and I was trying to be funny. I was like. You were flirting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, flirting. but I was so like awkward. I was like, do you like Australia? And he's like, yeah, I've been here six times. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh stupid question, stupid question. That's something good. Um, yeah, and then when he, when he left, his, his manager was like, come on, come on, get, get a photo together. And we're both like, oh. We got a photo and it was just, it was just one of those things. And then um, I DM'd him on Twitter because um, this was before there was DMs Straight on Instagram. Into the DMs. <laughs> and oh, he, and I was like, oh, thanks for the interview. Hopefully see you at Parklife. It was a festival he was performing at a few days later. And he DM'd me back with his number and said, call me after my set. So for like three days, I was just like, I didn't sleep. Did not sleep for three days. I was just like on this weird, like, just like, no, 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 no. And um, my producer for the show that he was on um, is an English girl called Steph. And she was like, oh, my God, you're going to get married and have babies. And I was like, yeah, shut up, Steph, that. shut up, Steph. And, yeah, and then that happened. And um, I kind of just it was, it was just infatuated, you know. I was, I was yeah. smitten and, and he was too. And so I flew over to, to spend some time with him a couple of weeks. And then he stayed with me in Bondi for like seven weeks. And then okay, cool. that, w- that was a time where, you know, someone's living with you who you barely know. Yeah. I was like, this could actually work. And so yeah. we sort of had the discussion on who would move and I decided that I would. And so I moved like six months later, but not before. <laughs> I did Dancing with the Stars um, just before I moved and was like the first contestant eliminated because I just was like, just get me to London. <laughs> and so like, we just didn't, 
um, yeah, I just couldn't couldn't focus on anything. So I was just wrap, wrapped up on my jobs and then moved over. Just for anyone that didn't listen to the last episode or something, Elliot is example. <laughs> just so you guys know. My husband, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so when you went to London, what was it like for... Were you excited? Were you scared? Like going away from home? Because London is a very... Where did you move into London? Whereabouts? Uh, at the time, Fulham. Fulham, okay. Yeah. So you moved somewhere nice in Fulham. Yeah. What yeah. was that like living in London for you? Um, well, I'd been there a couple of times um, for like two or three weeks at a time. Um, but it was it was just exciting. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've traveled a lot for work as it is. Like I've lived in Tokyo for like four months modeling over there. Um, I lived in LA and was actually another story for you about New York come back to that um, so I was used to traveling and used to sort of being away from my family and stuff I mean I'd been living in Sydney anyway and all my family's in Brisbane so yeah. that wasn't that much of an issue um, I love the difference in culture I love the like the music is, yeah. is amazing it's just like I felt that London was really my vibe um, but then after a couple of years you do start to get like you know you're, you're, the way you've been raised sort of comes back and, yeah. and I was like I just need more outdoors and you know sea dips yeah yeah totally and then we always once we had kids we knew I'd we'd always sort of spoken about it we wanted to move back here for them to start school yeah um so we did we moved back when my when my eldest was nearly four so we had a year before he started school and to get used to Australia and and that sort of thing so tell us about New York yeah right so I got flown to New York by a photographer who claimed he was um doing a book and he was a very very famous photographer um i can't say who he is but he'd shot like the biggest names like album covers and stuff and um i landed in la got the connect to new york so i was like you know shit economy flight i'd been tra- traveling for like 30 hours or something i arrived at like 10 p.m and he let me in and i was going to be sleeping in the studio because like he had a little sort of guest bedroom or whatever and I've gotten in and I'm like sort of started unpacking and he's just watching me and he's like, tell me when you're ready to start shooting. I was like, dude, I've just been traveling for 30 hours. It's like 11 p.m. He's like, I only work between midnight and 4 a.m. I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. So gone upstairs to his um, studio and he's started telling me to just like take my clothes off. Um, and then he's like trying to give me champagne. He's like strawberries and he's like, okay, now pour the champagne like between your breasts. I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking... I'm like 21, right? I was, just, oh, I was young. Was he older? He yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he would older. have been like 40-something. Okay. And I was like... this is a, bit, this he is a big bit, name? Yeah, okay. yeah. But he wasn't like... He wasn't trying to do anything. Like, it wasn't... And so I'm there like really torn because as a model, you're expected to do things for art. And I wasn't sure, like, is this some sort of like gross like perverted Weird sexy shit. time or is it genuinely for his book that's going to be all artistic because he does shoot a lot of like semi-naked women you know beautifully black and white that sort of thing but I was just uncomfortable there was no one else there in the studio except for me and him it's like no lights on hardly at all and it was just like I was like my head was just spinning anyway I stayed like another two days and it was like the same so he'd wake up and he'd have like um, 11, I'm not joking, 11 espresso shots lined up on a silver tray by his assistant and he'd just go bang, 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 bang. Uh, this is like maybe 10 a.m. So he'd, he'd work from like midnight till 4 a.m., sleep like 4 till 10, wake up, um, have his espresso shots, work out and then go back to bed in the afternoon. Uh, like it was just weird. And like for two days, I sort of watched him with, we, we shot some stuff and it just got 
a bit weird. And then um, I was in the shower one morning and I opened the medicine cabinet and I found a stack of Polaroids of girls' bums in the shower that I was in, taken from the door. So like I'd, he'd been taking Polaroids through the, the gap in the door, like opening the door taking, and then taking pictures of girls in the shower. And then on the, on the third morning, I've woken up and he's sitting on the end of my bed, just like watching me sleep. I was like, dude, this is, this is, I'm not comfortable with this. Oh, my days. Yeah, so, and bear in mind, I'm like chatting to my mum intermittently, and I'm like, this is a bit weird, and she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, please just come home. So I've gone to him. I was meant to be there for two weeks. I've gone to him. I'm like, please, I just want to go home. And he was like, he was like, no, 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 you can't, like, we're not finished. And I was like, please, I'm not comfortable. I want to go home. And then he's like, starts talking about how he's going bi-coastal, which is like, you know, when you have a place in New York and in LA, he's like, I'm going bi-coastal, I'm going to LA, come with me to LA, then we'll, we'll see what happens. And in my head, I'm kind of going, well, LA is, yeah, LA is on, on the way home back to Brisbane. So I'm like, okay, agreed to it. So on the plane, it's me, him and his assistant, this guy, I'll call him Jay. Um, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. is he straight, gay? No idea. Okay. No idea. I think straight. Um, okay, I've actually point. Googled him recently and I think he's just split up from like his third wife. So I don't know. Okay. Dodgy, um, I guess dodgy he's is the word. <laughs> dodgy, dodgy, yeah. So, so we, get to, we get to LA and he's staying at the Chateau Marmont and he's like, and I'm like, oh, where's my room? And he's like, oh, no, you can sleep on the sofa. I was like, fucking hell, what is going on? So his assistant had a, had a room at, the, at this really, really shit motel called the oh. Beverly Laurel, I think. Um, and so I've basically gotten in contact with Jay and I'm like, please, can you hide me at your hotel? And so I basically ran away from this guy, like got a taxi to, to this other hotel, stayed there for a night and then, um, and then like got another room for like 40 bucks a night, whatever, until I could. And then eventually he, he kept calling Jay. He's like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? And he wouldn't tell him. And eventually he just like relented and he's like, okay, give her her ticket. And he finally gave me a ticket home. That's like the Hotel Cecile. So I came, it was two weeks, two weeks. I was just like, like walking around LA, just like trapped there, not able to do anything. Like no money. You had no money. Not really. My parents just freaking out. Like they didn't know whether they called police. He didn't pay you for the gig? No, it was an unpaid thing. It was because I was an up and coming model. Exactly. I think a lot of people do take advantage of models and probably nowadays influencers who are skint. And uh, a girl I met in LA, uh, she'd just been to Coachella. I said to her, I was like, how was your weekend? She goes, it was awful. I go, why? She goes, I got paid to come over because she was a photographer. And they said, we'll give you a free trip if you bring the girls that you take photos of. So we'll pay for everyone to come and they can come to Coachella with us. So she was like, all right, cool. Sounds like a good gig. And um, when they got to the, uh, first of all, when they got to Coachella, the girls went off from these guys that paid for it. And when they came back, the guy said, if you leave again, we'll cancel your flights home. So then they were pressured to stay with the guys who had the money. Oh my God. When they got to the accommodation. So just like escorts. They were, yeah. being, they were brought there as escorts pretty much. Yeah. And I don't think there was any like agreement they had to sleep with them, but there was a, an issue where they, she got back to the house and she didn't have a bed. She had to sleep on the floor. And she, the guys had Jesus. rooms. So it was a position where if you want somewhere to sleep, you got to... Oh my you know, God, no. Yeah. So, and I was like, well, why didn't you, I was like, why didn't you just fuck that? Why didn't you go home? They're like, these, these guys, the girls don't have the money. They're, they're doing this yeah. because... You know, they can't experience these things yeah. because unfortunately, nowadays, the world we live in, so many people can accumulate followings on social media through being good looking through models, but Instagram aren't going to give you money. No. If you're not getting paid for gigs and you're a model who's taking every opportunity, it's very easy for people to take advantage. It's yeah. a very sad world we live in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've seen, um, 
I know quite a big photographer from the UK as well. And I've, I've met people through him and I'm not going to lie. That scene to me seems quite weird. Mm. Like it seems, it seems, I don't tell me if I'm wrong. Like it seems bitchy, really just weird. Yeah. I don't even know what the words say, but there's something about it don't feel right. Where it feels like say the top dogs that do what they do. It's like such a power trip. Yeah. Even the way that I've seen big photographers talk to people and I'm like, oh my days, I could not be in this industry. Yeah. Have you ever been, other than that, have you ever been treated a, so, a certain way on like set? Uh, not maybe, I don't know. I can't really remember. Like I, I, I don't really let things affect me that much. And then okay. my mum my will be the one, she'll be like, oh yeah, that, do you remember when that happened? I'll be like, oh yeah. And it just, I don't know, it just yeah. hasn't, I just kind of let like things happen and you just, you can either choose to let them upset you or you can just kind of move on i don't know maybe i'm a bit weird in that respect I, there there's some i don't know um i in saying that i did get out of the industry kind of um when after i did miss universe because i didn't i wasn't <coughs> a model anymore i was then more of a brand yeah if that makes sense yeah, yeah, so, yeah, of course. so i became like the face of you know erin mcnaught for mambo or like for pepsi or whatever so i wasn't just a model anymore just yeah, if you guys can't see Pepsi. <laughs> I thought I saw um, a really good creative from a PR agency once where I think they were promoting like the Canon 5D camera, whatever it was. And um, in it, they got a guy in a room in a warehouse. They sat him down. They got 10 different photographers and they said, we need you to take a portrait of this guy. But they lied to every photographer about who he was. They told some people he was a killer, told other people that he was uh, like a, an entrepreneur. They told other people he was a genius, all of this stuff. Wow. Then they paraded all the 10 photos <laughs> they took. They were also vastly different. That's amazing. And they say, it's not the camera, it's the person behind it. That's cool. And I was like, that's a sick That's, creator. So, that's so, insane. So. I want to see the pictures now. Yeah, I can't so, remember where it was. I'll find it. But um, we, we spoke about- Jamie? It. Yeah, Jamie pulled that up. So we spoke a bit there and about uh, being on TV. So the last time I was in the United Kingdom, I was at Heathrow Airport where I bumped into Aunt Middleton and the yeah. boys, Billy and Foxy. Uh, Foxy. And Ollie. Yeah, and Ollie. So we're sat there and I, Darren, go, Darren yeah. goes, your boy's over there. Because Aunt and I have got the same publishers, or we yeah. did at the time. So um, we went over, we said hello. We said, what are you boys doing? They go, oh, we're flying to New Zealand. And that was to be with me. Yeah. yeah. So, Crazy. so we were there, had a, had a picture and we were going to, we all had the same flight to Abu Dhabi. They went to New Zealand. We came to uh, Melbourne, actually, we came into. Yeah. Um, and that was your TV series that you were doing. Was it canned at the time then? Tell yeah, us about yeah. that. Yeah, so um, I did SAS Australia, which was the first, um, like the one that you guys call SAS Who Dares Wins. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was going to be the first uh, celebrity one shot or the, for the first um, show SAS show in Australia uh, so we flew to New Zealand uh, back in March and uh, we, we got into New Zealand the day before they shut the borders because this is when COVID was just happening in this part of the world and then we were there for a week and they'd, they'd done built all the sets and everything um, up in the Remarkables and the DS were all up there waiting for us and each day we kind of thought oh they're going to take us but they couldn't move the production date forward because it would have put everything out of time. So we were due to go in on the original scheduled day, like the Saturday. So we'd been there a full week, just sort of training and we're meant to sort of stay in our hotel rooms, but no one really was like, we didn't, we weren't taking it seriously. And then someone up on the mountain got a cold 
And um, at the time, the New Zealand rules were if you display any symptoms, whether it's, you know, a cough or a cold or whatever, you have to self-isolate for three days. Um, and so that meant the whole production team basically had to self-isolate so it couldn't go ahead. So we got flown home and then, it, as it turns out, the next day, New Zealand announced that they were shutting their borders completely and Australia wouldn't be letting anyone in. So we got back to New Zealand, had to quarantine at home for 14 days. Um, and then the shoot got rescheduled for September. So basically we had to train during COVID, um, during lockdown. Because um, Australia was locked down, I think, from like May through to like August or something. Yeah. Or not even July. Like it wasn't that long. Um, but but yeah, so the show got rescheduled for, for September and then that went ahead and Aunt Billy, Ollie, Foxy. Was this the same season, if, excuse my ignorance, uh, with the honey badger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's, my, here's my mate. So I've, <laughs> I played rugby with his brother in Norway. Oh, and, what? Uh, yeah, so he's a tremendous athlete. He's a former Australian rug player and personality. He's funny. He's awesome. So we, we had our beds next to each other. We got along like a house on fire. Like he has the funniest, funniest quotes. Like he's the most Australian guy you'll ever meet. Like he was saying stuff even I've not heard. Like Mate, post-interview, he'd be there and he'd be <laughs> like, they'd be like, so Nick, how'd you feel the game? And it was like, ah, oh, you know, ruffle it up, ball up the jumper, give it a run. And, and the people are like, what is this guy saying? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, two shakes of a sheep's tail and we've got the win. And people yeah. are like, okay uh, but he's he's quality he's a real personality so we we got paired together in one of the challenges and we absolutely smashed it because we just we just worked really well together um what place did you come were you you were um so i made it to the second last episode the penultimate es- episode so day 11 of 13 um were you, the, were you the last lady no no so sabrina frederick um is an a, a women's afl player she's six foot one and she's like, you know, yeah. strong, strong girl. Um, she actually passed selection, so she made it all the way through. And then Molly Taylor is a Australian rally champion, like not just for women, like Australian rally champion. And so she she made it just after me. So you made it furthest as a non-athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like in the final seven, but of the seven. I bet people are like hoping, like, oh, model. SAS, you won't survive. The, the producers came up to me when I when I did finally um, VW. They were like, they're like, no, we ha- we we have to be honest with you. We didn't have high expectations. Oh, <laughs> so good like, to prove yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's always better to prove someone wrong than uh, you know fail them um, or be be a letdown. Um, but I, I was I was so happy with how I went. Like. I looked at, I saw, I watched the final episode and the sickener that they do at the very end, like right before they get told if they're passed or not, they were carrying 80 kilos. I'm like, I weigh 60 kilos and they were carrying 80. It's like, I, I physically, it would have been physically impossible for me to even do that regardless of how much I train. Like, it's definitely a course that favours bigger bigger people bigger frame it wasn't people. done on percentage of your existing weight no because in the real real situation if you're in the battlefield you've got to carry that amount of equipment or cool. food or whatever with you no matter what so even though like yeah i did well for my size it still doesn't matter like i'd still be dead <laughs> you know? i had um locksmith uh from rudimental he on my podcast such a ledge. yeah he is so he was on the sas in the uk yeah yeah and so he knows that middleton he must have mm. got to the camp and gone yo and what's going on yeah and Middleton flipped. Stop, Sergeant! And he's like... <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, apparently when he got there, it was like full on. He goes, 
I'd never called him Ant again after that because he got there and called him Ant. He knows him, but he just flips. Wow. Yeah. 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 Because you do, you, you do, you are reminded every now and then, like, because you do get friendly with them in between um, filming. Um, they're, you know, they're obviously pretty full on guys. And, yeah. and when they're shouting at you, like, it's, it's, it's an experience that you kind of, I can't even remember what it was like now. Like, it's just so, so vastly different from day to day life that I'm trying to, put myself back in PTSD yeah yeah, maybe a little bit um but like I think um Foxy walked past me at one point and like by by about day five like we're all reeking but we can't smell ourselves but then whenever the DS walked past and they've like freshly showered and they've got cologne on and we'd all be like oh this smells so good and Foxy walked past me one morning I'm like staff you smell good today is that Tom Ford he went Fuck off, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. We'll that's tag him in the edit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's too funny. John, that reminds me. Um, I had a, a mate of mine call me. I was like doing sales. So I was like nineteen. He goes, "Mate, I've got a job for you." And at the time, it was recruitment. And if I'd got the job, he would have got paid. So I was like, "Why is this guy trying to get me in?" He's like, "Mate, come meet him for beers on a Friday after work." So I go meet these random dudes in recruitment company in Maidenhead for beers after work. And I'm there, and I'm meeting a few. We're like relaxing a bit I come from my job two beers They're like yeah mate see you on a Tuesday we'll have that interview he was like put on a fresh shirt would you and I was like that proper lads whatever so I go in and when I start the interview I have these two young lads like grilling me and I'm sat there like I'm not quite sure they've obviously watched too many films <laughs> and then the director of the business comes in and he goes James I go you're right mate good to see you and he goes I'm not your fucking mate sit down and I was like Jesus yeah. I've, I've got a job I'm very happy with my <laughs> profession. I, and I said to him, I was like, mate, just, just to make this clear, I'm currently employed. I'm doing my friend a favor and you a favor by interviewing for this role. What's going on? I got grilled for like two hours. Biggest sweat patch I've ever had. <laughs> oh and, and afterwards, the, he, t- he emailed me a week later. He goes, just let you know, we're not offering you the job because you never chased up with us. Chased what? up. I don't want the job. <laughs> wow. The job. You're fucking psychopaths. I don't know how wow. I'd respond, you know, if I did SAS, bruv. Like, if someone was shouting in my face like that, I'd, I don't know how to just would you do it? I'll do it for banter, but nah, you wouldn't. I'm do not doing I'm not being sleep deprived. It, I'm, I'm horrible. Oh, no, I was, I was, I was getting more sleep on the show than I did, really? than I do at home. Yeah, why do I feel like they were nicer to the Aussies? No, 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 but there were a couple of like, well, we, we were going to bed at like, um, I think they turned the lights out at 11, um, and then lights on at six. I'm like that's still an extra hour that I get that I don't get with my kids. Oh, know? okay. Um, it's like it's like Brisbane who dares wins. When <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there were two nights where like they woke us up at four a.m. with the you know the flash flash grenades and like the like shooting into the um, accommodation. Yeah. We had to do the ERV like up to the emergency rendezvous point. Um, and there was another one I think where we went to bed and then they woke us up at one a.m. to do a beasting out in the in the square and that was pretty hectic how did the show do in australia did it get popular smashed it was it like channel yeah. seven or channel so? seven yeah oh, so it was yeah, like it prime was time huge. yeah it was huge oh sick so it, was, it was monday tuesday nights at 7 30 yeah um yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it did really really well like if, when um when the show finished there were like they had maybe 200 uh calls from like celebs wanting to be on the next series like it's massive did you say they were remarkable so did you find queenstown uh, yeah, yeah, but, but sorry, but the, the the show ended up being filmed in Australia because of COVID. So oh, um, okay. we filmed in the Snowy Mountains. So they had to build a whole new set and everything. 
the that's quick. when they flew out again remember yeah. we were checking how they were doing a quarantine all yeah. the SAS guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so so it was in it was in the snowy mountains in the middle of winter so it was like the, and when we still had all the gear that we had been allocated for New Zealand in springtime oh sorry end of summer so we were actually like we were hypothermic or borderline Freezer. hypothermic um, most of the time because we weren't given the right um, equipment, equipment. Um, in the end they started like giving us giving us like you know the big woolen blankets like we i were sleeping in our long johns with the shells over the top um like long sleeve t-shirt with the like a um polytech like zip-up jacket with our big like flak jacket over the top beanie gloves inside a down sleeping bag and then with like two woolen blankets on top of us like it was that cold in in new zealand it was it was so cold i slept my electric blanket on the whole night my mum's like, you've got to turn that off, James. I'm like, shit, no. Like, <laughs> I reckon winter in Australia is worse than the UK. What's, what's well, because no one really has heating. Exactly. <laughs> you, just so have to, you just have to rug up. Wait, that toast. Is that toast? Is that, that toast? Well, no, but it smells good, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we've got some like questions in from yeah. uh, everyone. So mm-hmm. uh, someone's asked for some behind-the-scenes gossip on SAS Australia. Is there anything, you know? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, Nick, <laughs> Nick was just constantly farting. Every now and then it'd be like a, and he'd just go about his business and we're all like. <laughs> well, did anyone call him out on it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was the only one that found it funny. I don't know, maybe. Just <laughs> everyone else is just like, act like it didn't happen. I'm like, how can you just pretend you haven't heard that? <laughs> Um, what else? Um, it's kind of a, a bit of respect for people that own their fart situation. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, what? No. John, John knows something funny. So in my old rugby club, we used to have a, a, a game where uh, it was called mackerel. And if someone farted, they had to say mackerel out loud. <laughs> so they almost had to own the fart. They almost had to own the fart and let everyone know. So you're in like a pre-game chat. Someone just go, mackerel. You'd be like, you fucking cunt. You fucking stinky oh, no, little cunt. like the silent but deadly one. But if they didn't say mackerel and you smelt it and said mackerel before them, everyone got to punch them until they could name six fish. Six fish? Six fish. <laughs> I don't know six fish, but I would have been done for. But the thing is, they start punching you. So, I'm, so I'd be there. I'd be like, and then my mate would be like, mackerel. I'd be like, Fuck. So I've got three lads beating the shit out of me. I'm like, tuna, halibut, trout, Salmon. mackerel. They're like, you said mackerel. I'm like, fucking stop hitting me. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, like uh, sometimes it's quite a fun game. You can be like, right, guys, so with your kids. Then when your kids at the table goes mackerel, you're like, you dirty little prick. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like an ownership thing. But Maybe don't hit the kids. I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. call them pricks. <laughs> yeah. Some, someone's asked, uh, what do you do for me time? So obviously you time, not me time. Oh God! Um, go to the gym. <laughs> so you're, like you're <laughs> no, no. Time. Actually, recent recently, I've I've been like walking up Mount Kutha, which is like a mountain not far away from here. Um, just getting out in nature and admiring the the, the quietness of it, the stillness of it. Nice. Um, sometimes I go with him, hubby. Sometimes I go with a girlfriend. Um, sometimes I go alone. Um, that's probably it. But I like to like. I don't know, Elliot and I watch films together, but that's not really me time, isn't it? That's us time. Oh, John, I, this is something where, personally, I can't watch a film on my own. Oh. Because I can't enjoy it because then I'm on my phone or I think I could be more productive. When I watch a film with someone... You want to share it. Yeah, I'm yeah, sharing same, the yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, um, 
sometimes you know I've I've had relationships where I'm like do I love this person or do I just love the fact I can watch films with them I still don't know <laughs> yeah, it, it is a big it is a huge part of our relationship actually yeah. like, that's yeah, probably films, like the films. number one thing that ki- that we have in common you know what I miss watching the same films over cinema. and over again cinema Do, don't, yeah. you're, event, you're a Marvel hater mate alright there's two versus one here so <laughs> don't even start that conversation free he's, fr- he's trying to throw me under the bus no. but this guy right every night before bed puts Avengers on what oh so which what? one which one listen oh they change you, you they, they change yeah yeah I don't think Endgame was as good as Infinity, Infinity War. War. No, no. Infinity War is better, right? Yeah. Yeah, Endgame. There was too much, I don't know, it was, it was a bit yeah. like sad and The droopy Hulk and annoyed me. I just wanted the proper <laughs> Hulk. I didn't want the um, bougie one. I told you it could have been better. Now shut up, Smith. Thor, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok's one of my favorites. That's the, that's the best. I think that is the best. And we, we, yeah, Winter Soldier's good. Infinity War, I think, is like, as an all-round overall film, I think yeah. it's the best. But Thor Ragnarok, like I love the f- the funny ones. So like Ant Man and yeah, um, I'm still waiting to watch the series on Disney Channel. I haven't watched them yet. Oh, Wonder Vision is amazing. Is it? Yeah, amazing. Like w- like blows my mind. All right, such like, a night. Oh my god. Sorry to take the attention off of yourself for a second, but Darren, <laughs> if you were to give the cameras a pure bit of honesty, I'm thinking the most honest you've ever been in your life. Yeah. How many times in your life have you put Avengers on? Over a hundred, easy. Nah, come yeah, on, give me same. a number because it's way over a hundred. Over, 100, over two, three hundred times, maybe. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. Out maybe. Loud. Yeah, I'm, it's on every flight. This I watch it. it. It's so good. Yeah, I feel good, mate. Like it just makes you a kid again. Do you know like, what I mean? Every time like, I would I love. And so why? Why do you not? We need to go into why you don't like it. So like Iron Man to me, fantastic film. Like I loved Iron Man. Okay, that, that was one of my yeah, favorite. that's it, one of my favorites too. Yeah. The it, original Iron Man. The original. It was amazing. Then when I watched Hulk, I didn't really enjoy it. Which one? Like, Hulk doesn't have uh, one. No, no, the the Hulk they did in the last ten years. I know the actors changed. No, but oh, that's Eric not, Banner. No, but that's not, that's it's not, not Marvel. It's not Marvel. Yeah. Is it not Marvel? It's not no, Marvel. That's no, what no, I'm no, saying, see, oh, bro. So that's what put you off. No, but then I watched Thor. Okay. And I felt Thor, the first one, was real slow. Like, I yeah, did, it, it, it was a bit. Been, it was a bit annoying. You got Chris Hemsworth but, looking a bit but, juicy. But they kind of they they didn't really they hadn't got their. It was still their, fresh. Yeah, they it hadn't got their moment. They hadn't figured out what they were doing yet. Um, and then what went about Captain America? Yeah, that's Again, good. I that's really right. enjoyed the beginning of it. And then just, oh, I couldn't get into... The but you're not the sort of... You don't really like those sort of movies. I've noticed anything where it comes to superpowers and stuff, it's not really... You like is, that, is that because you... Hater. you, you nah, like John Wick, <laughs> right? It was If there wasn't jiu-jitsu movies in John Wick, I would have thought it was rubbish. Bruv, thank you. Oh, my days. I like, I like a classic Denzel film. Okay. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Man, like Man on Fire. Yeah, bruv. In it, the knife bit when he's chugging a knife. Okay, but you're telling me yeah, this guy is going to go up against 400 guys and none of yes, them can put a headshot. Because it's John Wick. Because <laughs> it's John Wick. He's the he's the guy. Just, just, just. You got to let that shit go. Like, yeah. I'd much rather watch, uh, you know, Inception, Equalizer. right? Okay. Like, or even like Tenet. Have you seen Tenet? Yeah. Oh my oh. god, that was amazing. I, watched it on the I was flight. like, that was sick. I was just watching it going. Oh, it was like the first time. Like, I, like, how much did your brain yeah. hurt watching it? But you're just going. I think you know I get it. You know who the guy is, right? Mate, I, I thought Do you it know was like the Sunday first is? time I did Ketamine. Do you know who son that is? Who? The actor. What Den- actor? In the film. Yeah. Do you know whose son it is? No. It's Denzel's son. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I need to double yeah. check now. Jamie. The one in... Uh, <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> yeah. J- Jamie, pull that one up. Yeah, uh, Tenet is... You know, I had to watch that again the next day. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can put myself through it again, but yeah, no, it was sick. Yeah. Uh, so good. 
All right, okay. Our son, like all of our son. Oh, our son. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, right, you, cool. you sound like the guy whose music I listen to. It's mad. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. <laughs> Keep that again, yeah. Uh, there was a there was a good one here where it goes. Um, uh, it was a really nice uh, compliment. I can't remember, are we genetically conjured in a lab? Pure flames, man. That's like pure about flames, you? man. Not about you. About me. They're saying like, you know, you're hot. I, I expect a lot of the questions we get asked. You, uh, we've already gone through uh, a lot of people about SAS. What's Elliot's worst habit? Uh, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> um, spitting. My G. Not spitting bars. No, that's good. <laughs> um, no, no. So he's got this. He's got this thing. Like I think because of being a performer, he's always like trying to make sure his throat's clear. Oh. So he's always like kind of <coughs> like like clearing his throat. And then and I'm like I've I've had like massive like things where I'm like you can't do that. Like because he because be he thinks he's well. like at a festival and he can just like spit in the grass. I'm like no, you can't do that. I'm like think about your kids. Like I'm always <laughs> telling him because he's he's one of those people. He's so kind of in his own world a lot of the time that he doesn't ever think about or he he didn't used to think about what um, effect he was having on the kids. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, your yeah, kids are watching you all the time. Yeah. Like, you can't be doing that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always pulling I'm like the handbrake. Yeah. Amazing. John David Washington. Yeah, it's his son. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, that's his son. Incredible. I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah, it's his son. That's, what, that's why I watched it. Really? Because everyone's like, oh, it's Denzel's son. I was and like, it's yeah, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. And it's Christopher Nolan. And I swear it's got some like Hans Zimmer almost. Yeah, yeah, of course. He, uh, Christopher Nolan always gets man like Hans Zimmer, innit? Apparently yeah, Hans Zimmer's a yeah. real nervous guy. Really? And he uh, has a, only orange juice on his rider. That's wow. what I found out. Yeah. That's interesting. See, before I met Elliot, cause, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Elliot actually studied film at uni. Yeah. Like, that yeah, was his thing. Um, and I've always loved watching movies, but, like, never really understood why. And meeting Elle and then like you know obviously we've been together 10 years over the years I've sort of learned like the different terminologies for like certain things and I've started to actually understand like which directors do like what sort of things like what their trademark almost is and it's so fascinating it's like the, it's like anything the more you know about it the more fascinating yeah. and it becomes. you see why it ties in yeah right and it's, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. amazing it kind of like yeah. it's like all of a sudden it because then you see the same actors, you see the same actors and the same sort of yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have the so same. Cool. I love now going back and watching old guy Richie and Tarantino. Yeah, that's what we just watched every Tarantino film in the last few weeks. We watched I, every every time. Is it intentional that he uses such shit fonts for the opening scenes? Tarantino, yeah, for sure. I swear, yeah. and like, I well, no, because a lot of apparently a lot of his things are like, um, you know, homages to like early kung fu films and. Yeah. Um, or like old like westerns, and so it it it, in, it looks old. It's like is someone's got comic sounds. What was the latest yeah. film he did? I watched this. Uh, what was the latest? Um, wait. Was it the one with Mar? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Hollywood. Hollywood. Once yeah, upon yeah, a time yeah. With Hollywood. all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a. W- did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. All, it was, it was good, awesome. but it was a bit. I was like kind of confused at ending. I was like, what's going on? Have you seen it? No, yeah, it was confusing time. But mate, when Tarantino's like, yo, you want to be in my film? They're gonna say yeah before they even see the payslip. Yeah, mate, for sure. Like, Nolan's getting some shit at the moment because he's not making films because cinemas aren't... I, I could be wrong. Right. I think because they're trying to... You know... They're taking the films now straight to, like, Netflix streaming. and that sort of stuff, whereas them guys, they want to support the... Yeah, the cinemas. films. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Like, the it's, base. It's a, it's a, you, you're going to get shit no matter what at the moment, I think. Like, yeah. if you're making films for Netflix, people are like, oh, you're, you know, fucking the market or whatever, but it's yeah. like... You gotta I bet I bet models are saying that about I- influencers now as well. <laughs> I remember I spoke to this model in London and he was like I was like, What about this person? He goes, Listen, 
people we follow, they're not really, they're not actual models. That's not modeling, mate. And I was like, oh shit. The way he spoke down about them, I was like, okay, there must be some war. Like with yeah, yeah, there is. It's a, yeah, in, an influencer, yeah. and Like getting paid for an actual shoot, something like this, yeah. compared to uh, an ad. Yeah, and also, like for me, I've always, I like my my social media to be like more of just a kind of background like substitute not substitution like a background like side thing yeah. that just shows my life like yeah. I don't I very very rarely do sponsored posts unless it's something I genuinely am like really keen to get out there yeah. like I'm like fuck this actually changed my life or this has been amazing for me or re- really helpful like I don't just sort of jump on board the like oh look at the, my protein powder type thing like I don't know yeah. disingenuous and people yeah. see through it yeah I, and the other thing like Elliot's sort of like come on you got to get up, up your social media game because you know, you, it's, other people are willing to do it if you're not. I'm like, but I don't want yeah. that to dictate my life, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's really, it's then a it really, becomes it's unnatural. a really fine line. Yeah. And then it becomes unnatural yeah. and that's, it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. If, I just figure if I've got good t- content, then I'll put it out there. Like, but yeah. I'm not going to stress over creating more content because that's not my job at the moment. You will today from today. Fucking yeah. <laughs> We're going to get you some sick edits. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, what, does, uh, what does the future hold? yourself like you know i'd like to think that you guys right here you're living the australian dream i have a lot of admiration for what you guys are doing the way you set up your life the way you live in life the sacrifices you've made for each other in your relationship like it's what? inspired us yeah yeah for Aww. real for real yeah, yeah. yeah. i, like, I want this life yeah five yeah exactly years, five years yeah it's it's you know there's happiness is um you were, you were saying actually the other day happiness is is very different from pleasure and i feel like People, people strive so much to be happy that they quite often miss it when it's right in front of them. Mm. And I feel like Elliot and I are sort of really appreciating our, our happiness at the moment, which is great. But um, what, anything on the horizon or just keep uh, enjoying? Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've got, um, I actually start training tomorrow for um, a new TV show. Sick. Um, which is really, really going to put me out of my comfort zone again. Like, I, like <laughs> like the, like I like the way you subtly dropped it. Like <laughs> dropping. That, was, that was you've been media trained very excited well because they're gonna have to follow you to find out now. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not being announced for another couple of weeks yet, so I can't say any more than that. But it's um, it's going to be flex. just as hard as SAS, but just as different. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, we l- wish you very much the best of luck with that. I'm sure we're going to be touching base with the both of you uh, in the next few months. For and, sure. For sure. And, it's it's gonna be it's confusing times, it's but confusing we times. might all be in London at the same time. Who yes. knows? That'd be but fun. Thank you very much for coming on, Darren. Thank you very much for thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Boom.